Hello everybody and welcome to this week's AGT podcast with me your host Anthony. This week I'm joined once again by Ty. I'm back baby. Welcome back Ty, it's been a couple weeks since we've heard from you. It's a pleasure my man. Last time we had you on you were also with Tom were you not? I was yes. And we actually just bullied him. Yeah I thought so. So I thought me and you can just talk this week. Lots have happened in the world of gaming but also a lot hasn't happened that you know we feel we should just talk about. So this episode is just going to be pretty casual kind of not just what we've been playing this week but discussing what seemingly comes to mind this is a lot much this is a an unscripted one to say with the fact we have like zero topics lined up yeah we're just winging it yeah definitely entirely so see luckily i've got an answer i'm ready but have you played anything that you think okay i need to talk about it this week on the podcast oh honestly nothing at all I, I've oh, been God, playing a bunch of different games, but they've been for work and stuff. Uh, but aside from that, there's nothing that's like... Okay, well, what have you been playing? Sell it. Sell it. What have you been playing? Um, oh, they're obviously Minecraft. Obviously. You know, that's always that's always up there. Don't Starve Together. That's been a, another one that we've been jumping into. Left 4 Dead 2 oh, with mods. What mod's been your favourite so far? And then, oh, there's been some funny ones. Terry Crews is the that's tank. That's a brilliant one. It's, it's great when you pair that with his um, old Spice adverts. Yeah, yeah. Um, like sound yeah, effects. And then there's the, there's one for the witch where you remember that meme like a few years ago and it's like, unfortunately, it's that man crying. Yeah. But it's like really yeah, funny. I, I, it's him. Brilliant. And it's the funniest thing ever. Oh, no. Because it actually gradually gets like That'd be terrifying. When you that get would be actually him. terrifying though. Like, oh, it's no, so no. I don't know how... That's the only thing that ever kept Left 4 Dead uh, going for me. And it's such a bad take that I've already been slated for off, like, friends and people I know. That I just... I never understood whenever... It must have been years ago, whenever it'd be like, top 10 sequels to games we need. And it would always be like, Left 4 Dead 3 needs to be made. And I was always like, why do people cla- like clamour for this game? I just don't get the hype around it. If it was like... it's. It has so many things that shouldn't be in games. It has all the guns feel the same. You literally use the sniper like a machine yep. gun. Sniper's my go-to. By default, it has film grain, and any game that has film grain needs to take a long, hard look at itself. Because yep, looking at you, Modern Warfare. Yeah, exactly. Anything that has the instantly, I go into a graphic settings, turn off film grain, and I turn off motion yeah. blur. I don't know why it's a thing. The only game I have motion blur on is Formula One, and that is turned down by like 90%. I literally... That makes sense. Yeah. Some, some games, it actually works really well if you turn it down, but I don't know why it's always a default thing. It should never be a default thing, because people who hop into multiplayer are instantly at a disadvantage to those who hop into multiplayer with it turned off. And it just... Yeah, I would never play a multiplayer game with motion blur turned on. I'm asking to lose... I just, oh, it just is one of the things that, like, in my head, the film game just epitomizes, like, Left 4 Dead 2 for me. I just think, eh, it's inoffensive. Like, I just don't think Left 4 Dead 2, without without friends, and obviously I know that's the point of the game, but I'd always pick something else over Left 4 Dead 2 if there was no mods and stuff. And it's similar to my, like, Skyrim yeah. complaint in the sense that if a mod is what keeps people coming back to your game, then I don't actually think your game's that good. I mean, that's understandable. Yeah, I just think... I don't know if it's because I didn't play it when Left 4 Dead 2 was, like, the height of its, like, popularity. 
and I came to it a bit late because friends were like, oh, I'll just pick it up and we'll play four player and we never really did ever play four player. I definitely want to hop into one of your sessions and play it with you and kind of see if that gets the, the fun aspect out of it. You should, yeah. I think because, I mean, if you think about it on its own, it's a, it's a very simple concept and it's, it's quite recently anyway, World War Z is the same concept mm -hmm. and then their new... The guys that made Left 4 Dead 1 are doing the, um, I think it's Back for Blood. Yeah, okay. By the new one. The concept's the same, but obviously it's really limited because you go from point A to point B, it's split yeah. up into chapters, and then once you've once you've done it, that's kind of it. So I don't know if I'm um, like happy or unhappy that you've just told me that it's the people who did Left 4 Dead 1 making Back for Blood, because I didn't know that, but I've obviously seen advertisements for Back for Blood, like on the store, and I've been like, wow, that promotional image is just Left 4 Dead. So, I, but like, yeah, in my head, I'm like, they can't get away from it. Like, it's like that was their crown jewel, and they can't do anything better. Because I look at that and I just think that's a Left 4 Dead knockoff. And I know they have every right to do that because they made the first one. But it's like, make something better. We're like, I don't know when Left 4 Dead came out. A good while ago now. What? We're in 2021. 2007. Yeah, 12, 12, 13 years ago. So, they should be able to make a, a promotional image or poster that I don't look at and go, man, that looks no better than Left 4 Dead 1. Especially with the name. Yeah, yeah. Because even the name is very similar, but I guess that it's just to show people it is basically Left 4 Dead, but I'm hoping that it has a more long life and it brings them back. I love that their design process was the same. They're like, okay, Left 4 Dead. We'll go for the same amount of um, what's syllables back for yeah. blood. <laughs> like with a number in the middle like that's so that is actually so lazy and boring that i i just assumed it was a knockoff and that's their own fault i hope it isn't i hope it's good i, hope I it's do better. the the beta looked decent but the beta is one thing compared to an actual game so i guess we'll wait and see i think it's coming out this year yeah um and then Ooh. if you know if in the long run it has mods then that's a plus yeah because they i couldn't see them not allowing mod yeah, especially, especially with how many people are still playing Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that was a that was, yeah, a lot a lot of co-op games. Playing. Yeah, just for fun and stuff. And then obviously, um, today when we're recording this, tonight should be the live event for Warzone and stuff. So tomorrow, um, the new season drops for Cold War. So I'll probably be jumping back into that. Oh, okay. But aside yeah. from that, yeah, not much. Not anything that's new or exciting. No. Uh, what about you? Oh, well, I've literally just picked up um, on the PlayStation Store because of the the Play at Home sale or whatever it's called. I'm sure it's called Play at Home. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And that's been... Oh. See, I like your reaction because I've yet to play it. And it was a, oh, it was a game that... Exciting. I know, I am excited. It was a game that I was torn between for a long time because I was like, I've heard nothing but good things about it, but anytime I look at anything, I'm just like, it's not worth full price. And then it became £15 as it became a PlayStation hit. I was like, okay, I'll get it one week, I'll get it one week, I'll get it one week. And then finally, I, I had the £15 and I went to God of War. And now that I've said that, I want to talk to you about God of War today because I know it's its anniversary of three years, so we can talk about that and it'd be relevant. But um, That's such like... Um... That's like that's like the ultimate choice right there because it's not like you're choosing like a multiplayer versus no. like a, just a solo campaign. You have like probably two of the best like PlayStation exclusives. That's what it was. That's yeah. great. It was a great choice. That's a great choice. But I picked God of War, so then I never went to Horizon. And then anytime I looked at Horizon, I was like, "Oh, I like it. It's robot. It's a bow and arrow." But then I was like, 
And I, I'm going to ask you because I still need the answer. Is there melee in the game, or do you just have to use the? But do you have to be quick scoping? No. So uh, you do. You do have a staff of sorts. Oh, okay. So you you can you can you can smack you can melee. <sighs> um, and then there's also finishing moves and stuff, which you can do both with. Oh, I didn't know but, that. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm actually, gonna play tonight. I'm gonna play it tonight. I didn't know. Yeah, that. the the bow the bow and arrow is more like the like main weapon you use, yeah. but you do have a series of weapons, <gasps> and they all do different things. Okay, I didn't know. Which that. is even cool. I didn't know. That. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, yeah, I'm excited for that because I've heard obviously that it's a great setup for us. Uh, there is a sequel eventually, isn't there? Um, yes, it's coming out either this year or yeah, next. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so I'd like to play that before, obviously, I get the PS5 sequel. Because I'm I'm still at this point where I play the PS5 and I'm just disappointed. I played... I've still not completed Spider-Man Miles Morales. And it's just... I don't know why. I 100%ed Spider-Man um, PS4. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Miles Morales, I'm like, meh, I'll do it eventually. Even when it was new and it was the only game I had on PlayStation Five, I still don't care. I'm, it's just a bit of Is a that, slog. Why? Why do you think that's just because it's so similar and you just want in the new Spider-Man game? Uh, yeah, I, I. But you don't get the um, the music is incredible. the The suit is really nice. Some of the the costume, like the having the Spider Verse suit, is such a nice touch. I don't know if it's because I'm all randomly burnt out on Spider-Man, which I didn't think was possible for me because he's like my favorite hero. Um, but even now thinking about it, it's like I just don't know. It, I lost so much interest in the sto- in the story. I think that's the big point of it. The story, I was not bothered whatsoever. I was like, I really like Miles in it. He's pretty cool. He's not the same Miles as like Spider Verse version, but he's still pretty good. Um, Everyone around him, especially the the sort of triangle you have with villains and stuff. And I say that, but obviously I've not finished it, so there might be more. There might be a twist that I'm like, oh my god, that saves it. But so far, it was just like I couldn't be bothered. I was like, okay, I'm swinging around, I'm fighting <laughs> stuff. I got a bunch of screenshots because the game looks so nice, and then I, I just haven't touched it since probably my second session playing it. And this is. From someone who's looking to play the PS5, I need an excuse to play my PS5 because yeah, there's nothing. That was one of the things I was scared about not being able to get one because I wasn't totally bothered, but I was like, I hope I don't get like Spider Man spoiled and stuff. But from the looks of it, you know, it it came out what release day was it? Yeah, and I've heard nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. it, Which which is good because eventually I don't know if there's anything to spoil. Like, that's the way I'm, well, I'm playing it. That's the way the story's kind of gone for me so far. Like, it's just like... Yeah, it's just like a filler. The, bit, the bits I played were all so predictable. And I know it wasn't full price, but it still wasn't worth how much I paid. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Which is obviously a shame for a Spider-Man game, especially how well the PS4 one did. It was so good. The PS4 one, and obviously it's technically on PS5, but like, that Spider-Man game is really good. Like... I think that and God of War, and hopefully I can say Horizon, because you can get all three of them on PS4, would sell, would make me want to buy a PS4, you know? Yeah, I think I think the PlayStation exclusive alone. Yeah, God of War just... was like such an experience oh. that I was like, yeah, I need, I need to, if anyone asks me, should I play this game? Or if someone I'm friends with that only plays Xbox but wants to play it, I will give them my PS4 to, yeah. to complete this game because... 
they need to play it. It's such a good <laughs> journey, and I'm I'm so happy with the direction they took because I didn't I wasn't against the old God of War games, but I was never excited for them. I was never like, oh my god, look at this hack and slash combo monster killing God of War game, and then this one came out where it's like it's just a journey. I mention her in every single podcast because Catherine's experience of gaming is like it's the closest thing I have to the minute having a child who's growing up playing games because they and no one watching their reaction for the first time or getting them into it. Yeah. So there's very limited things in which she'll play. But I, I'm quite good at now grasping what she'll love. So she loves Borderlands. She liked Red Dead Story, but and she started playing Red Dead 2 online. Loves Animal Crossing. But then God of War had her hooked to the point where she wanted to 100% it. Wow. Like, she loves it. And I was so surprised. I was like, she'll like the story and she'll like watching it. But I don't know if she'll like playing it. And I think she got so absorbed into watching me for a bit. She was like, no, I just need to play this myself. Even if I'm not good at it, I need to play this myself. Because she just loved it. And then she got a PS5 and she replayed God of War again. I think she's played it three times now or something. It's so good. Honestly, yeah, that is understandable. I think with God of War, though, it's like, you know, you know when people would always like, I mean, before season eight, this was, but everyone would be like, you need to watch like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. or you need to watch Breaking Bad and all that. It's this. on that level. And like the more, pe- the more people tell you that you're like, it can't be that good. Yeah. yeah. And then th- there's always a handful of people who are like, well, if I don't watch it, my expectations aren't going to be broken by all these people. It really That's is. That's what good, God of though. War is. But it hit. Yeah, it hits that. It- like it just nails it. Yeah, yeah, massively. It really like, is that good. Like, it's actually, like, um, it's insane how good it is in terms of keeping... Because, obviously, Catherine never played a God of War game, and my knowledge of or my memory of the games wasn't great, but... Oh, really? Yeah, well, it, well it, I played them, but my um, recollections and being like, okay, I remember how things went and the order of stuff. Because I played, was it Dante's Inferno as well growing up? And it's like kind of the same premise. Yeah. And I just kind of got them mixed up in my mind in terms of like the order of events. Because obviously Kratos goes back and fights them so many times. It's like, okay. <laughs> he does, yeah. So <laughs> I was trying to explain to Catherine. And then, but it didn't matter with this PS4 God of War almost. Like there's only several bits where you need to know a reference and how big of a deal stuff is like the, when he, he gets the blade. Yeah. Oh, that that's was... emotional for oh people who you know played it because they you know you play the whole game expecting not to use them you think okay this is a new game they're not going to be in it and they just are and you're like oh exciting i do believe these the for like a soft reboot is like how they always class things now i think they've done it the best yeah, out of all i've seen 100 like because i i've played I would, I would not intentionally but like with my brother and like my dad like we we've always like ended up playing like the God of War games and stuff, and like I really like enjoyed the old ones, especially on the PSP. Yeah. And so when they announced this stuff, like I was really excited. Yeah. And then my brother managed to like get it day one, and I I couldn't at this point in time, and he was saying like, oh no, you need to yeah. you need to actually play this and stuff. I was like, I don't know when I can, and he ended up like driving down to give it me, and he goes, well, I need to give it my friend, so you've only got like this weekend and stuff, yeah. and I was like. That's fine. Yeah. I literally could. I couldn't put it down. No, I, I believe like, that it's so. Every good. aspect was good from like just the direction they went, and then even the cast. Yeah. Like my god. More melee games need to do how God of War did it with the triggers, because going back to a hack and slash now that uses square and triangle as your light and strong attack, 
does not give you that same satisfaction. No, absolutely not. Especially with all the combos and that, stuff that you can do now. He's such a satisfying weapon to use that that is the closest. I, I haven't played the, the Marvel's Avenger game, but I will make the the claim that that is the closest you feel to being Thor in terms of how Mjolnir should feel. <laughs> of like how yeah. hefty it is the throw and it coming back to you. It's so even without vibration stuff, you feel it. You the sound design, I think it must be that does that. You know, just when it comes back to your hand. Is such a nice. Well, it's all very pleasing for player feedback. You always seem. Yeah. Everything works to your advantage. The only thing that doesn't work, and I've still never done it because I just can't sit down. My hands get very sweaty when I play, and it just winds me up. That final Valkyrie, I can't do it. You have not done that. I spend about. Oh man. Not even an hour. So I, I've left the game for so long now. So I spend an hour getting used to the controls. You know, getting used to the game, learning, remembering her move set, and then I'm like, okay, I can take it down now. But then after that hour, I'm like, okay, I'll come back to it tomorrow now that I'm ready. And then I don't come back the next day and I keep doing this system. Whereas I know if I sat down today <laughs> for two hours, not even that, but I had the free time of two hours, she'd be done. I know I can beat her. I've yeah. gotten close enough before. I literally know I can do it. It's just, that rhythm it's, of that's knowing all what to I've do. Got to do. So I just, at the minute, there's no point in me doing it. I'm going to do it before Ragnarok comes out for my own sake of saying, okay, I beat them. But her attack pattern is so nonsensical sometimes that you just can't win some instances with her. Like, you have to get the perfect setup where you go into the fight and she starts off with the four attacks or whatever, the three attacks that you're expecting her to use at full health. Because she does that jump where she instantly lands on you, like, before you yeah, even hit that's... her. It's like, you're done. You like She takes all your yeah. health and it's like, well, damn, okay, I've got no resurrection stone already. She's just, oh, she's... She, it's a good, it's a satisfying, and I do, satisfying boss. Yeah, it is. And I appreciate how hard they are. Yeah. Because I did it all on hard. All right, okay. So it took me longer, but like them fights, I was like, no, I have to, like, I have to do this. But it is just like rinse and repeat. So I'm glad that it kept, even on normal. Yeah. Like it was still difficult, difficult to do. It's not normal. like as soon as like you're leveled up all the way and you have like the best armor and you visited all the worlds and you come back. It's not like it's no. it's mediocre. No, it's not. Like it is an actual you're fight. You're never too like over-leveled for them almost. Yeah, so it still has that weight to it. Yeah, it definitely does because I, I'm not one of them that plays games on hard or difficult unless the game is like, this is what we want you to play on. I'll always go for normal because I'm just like, okay. And then if I think, if it's like Bioshock Infinite where I'm like, God, this, this normal difficulty is literally way too easy. Then I'll turn it up to hard because I'm like it's just simple. <laughs> but if if I'm just enjoying, kind of going about it, not a, a rushed pace, an efficient pace, I'll stick with normal. And God of War was kind of like that because even when you're fighting some enemies that aren't even killing you, they still take a good bit to to chop down. So it's like okay, I'm cutting through them quick quickly. But if I was on hard, it would just make me feel like I'm not going at the pace I want to. Yeah, and I think. So that's why I, I've never touched Sekiro because um, Souls games in general aren't for me, but I'll always usually give them a go, give them a try so I know kind of what's going on. The furthest I've ever gotten one was I played Bloodborne the longest out of any of the Dark Souls games. They're just not for me, you know? Like Yeah, I agree. I, I tried Bloodborne because I, I heard so many good things about it. Like, it's one of the best, yeah. best like PlayStation games. But I just couldn't... I don't know if it was the way it looked... Or I knew the fact it was going to be like Dark yeah. Souls and stuff like that. I was like, nah. No, when you play like, Bloodborne, I enjoy challenges. You're just like, 
But all right, it throws you in. I know this is the charm of these Souls type games and stuff, and it's like, oh, but it just literally drops you in, and it's like, go play. And they must, you know, you, they can't rely every year or every time they make one of these games that their fans will just return. They must be trying to get more fans, and those games aren't designed from the get-go, to entice more players to join in. Yeah, they're not welcoming at all. Like, when I played Bloodborne, I felt like I missed out on, like, a tutorial. or I don't need a tutorial, but like, I felt like I'd missed out on, like, the first chapter of the game in the sense of I didn't know what anything did. Nothing made sense. I just was in this room, and that was it. The game was like, go on then. Yeah, it's not welcoming. And I, I know, oh, get good, or it's not for you then. But making... <laughs> Making an unwelcoming game isn't good game design or like a good, it's not a, it's not something to be a fan of. Everyone should at least feel like, okay, I get this game. I'm not very good at it, but I understand what it's trying to do and it does it well. Yeah, you're just kind of keeping the same player base. Because I, I tried out um, Sekro when that got released because I heard like, one, the, the style of it was already like enticing me yeah. more in. But I was like, you know what, maybe I can try this. And that does the kind of the same thing, like, you do one fight and then the game kind of, like, actually starts and you start from, like, essentially nothing. Yeah. But if you if you already have played these other games, you know how it works. You know it, how it works. Yeah, but the exactly. fighting was kind of like um, how they were in the previous games, but then also kind of like For Honor, where you have to, like, parry at a certain angle and all that, and I just could not do it. I was oh, like, For Honor is combat. I could never get into. No, yeah, I was just like... I, I, li- I liked it whenever I did something good. I liked what they were trying to do, yeah. but I kind of like just like, you know, the God of War S. Yeah. Or just tapping certain buttons. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I played a lot of Neo uh, 1. I never touched the second one. I do plan to, though. And I was late to that, and I played it. And I only played it because it was done by Koei, and Koei are a company that I have a bit of a soft spot for. And I enjoyed it. In fact, that's the, the furthest I've got into a Souls-type game. And it's just not as difficult, and I was getting to, to grasp with the, the premise of it. And, and and maybe it's even just because it has cutscenes that I was like, okay, they're at least trying something here. Yeah. I played Neo, and I was like, okay, I get the satisfaction of fighting a boss and it beating you, and then you come back and you beat it. But then also sometimes I'm like, I don't want to stress myself out for two hours. I just, I don't need to do that to myself. I'll go play Spider-Man. Especially, yeah, especially when it's like you do that for two hours and all you've gotten is like... 10% of progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or one level up. It would be cool to see, like, them sort of games have, like, a, a completely different mode where it is drastically, like, reduced on, it like... It would be interesting. ...on how hard it is, just so you can enjoy it. Because, the, the, because apparently the stories are good. Yeah, and, like, the whole journeys are decent, but I don't want to put myself through that. I would be Like, intrigued. I used to play, like, COD Veteran and stuff. Yeah. And that was, a ta- that was, like, a challenge, but you knew you could make the progress in, like, the time you're playing... But them games just seem... I always, with COD Veteran, just, just I was always like, COD Veteran was trying to do what Halo Legendary did, where Halo Legendary, you'd be like, okay, it's difficult, the AI strong, uses all your ammo, but you could do it. COD Veteran, I just felt kind of the same as the Dark Souls, I thought. Some of the sections were just absolute nonsense, where you'd get shot at a point where you wouldn't have known like you were going to get shot, so you just instantly die. You like have to almost die, rinse and repeat to learn the section. There's no way you could have reacted yeah. at the first point. You, it's not that you you were bad or you were slow. You physically could not have stopped that until you experienced your first Call, death Call of Duty 4, no fighting in the war room. Yeah. 
one of the final missions, that was the longest it took me because you have to, like, essentially just run out into the open to see where the enemies are hiding. Yeah. It was weird. But then once COD started to do... I think it changes depending on which developer. It was veteran, and then it goes like realism, which is literally one bully. Yeah, yeah. And you're dead. Tom Clancy I was like, tried nah. doing that. I was like, that it's not re- it is realism, but it's also yeah. your game isn't designed to be played in this mode. Like it's it, not fun it, at it's all. It's just not designed. Your, the way your character moves, the way you move, is not designed to be played that you can die in one shot. Yeah, it's just it's just stupid mode. But I tell you, who can take a lot of hits? You tell me. Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh my god, Dawn. he's brought it back to Horizon Zero Dawn. You, you see that? That was nice. Well, I figured, you know what? We've we've spoke about God of War for a bit, which is yeah. if you have ne- if you still haven't played it, go play go it. Go out and play it. Like yeah. the, it's it's a story, but it's a fantastic world. Well, if we're gonna get onto Horizon Zero Dawn, like actually, even if you're just gonna tell me about it, or we're gonna discuss it. I think we should first, you know, call it. This is like an actual segue, an actual transition. Like a perfect time. Yeah. We're going to go to our ad reel and our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. Good morning, good evening, and good night, everyone. Now, I have quite a job to do filling in the shoes from last week's sponsor, our lovely Liam Barnett. I'd just like to take a quick second before the AGT podcast continues to tell you all about the sponsors for this podcast. Now, our first sponsor are the lovely people at Apparel 5. AP5 are at the cutting edge of teamwear and apparel design, helping so many teams look absolutely incredible, or as Liam said, give you drip. So go ahead and give them a visit at apparel5.com for all of your team's merchandising needs. We'd also like to send a huge thank you out to the Strive Group. Now they're utilizing education to create effective change and offering training programs, audits, and assessments consultation services, and much more to ensure that your organization is seen as an employer of choice within your sector. Now, the Apprenticeship Training Agency launched on April 1st, so if you'd like to find out more, please visit www.strivetowork.uk. And now, I'll hand you back over to the podcast. And we're back. Thank you for that. Hey. And so, yeah, welcome, Ty. Welcome back. Hello. I'm, I'm good to be back. Good to be back, exactly. When in reality, we were just talking Absolutely about Absolutely instant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't tell them the, can't tell the, them the trade secrets no, it's now. No, magic behind the, the podcast. <laughs> so, you were going to obviously lead off and talk about... Tell me what your favourite thing about Horizon is, actually. I think just how the, the bridge between it being an RPG and an open world, Ooh. you know, because I remember we've we've sort of spoken about this um, on the podcast and off the podcast where when it we when it becomes like podcast. a big RPG game or like well not anymore but <laughs> you know we have to save it for the podcast yeah. <laughs> but like games like The Witcher and stuff where it's oh. it's like hours and hours of like uh, dialogue and stuff I kind of lose interest. Yeah. This does well where it still has that but it's on a much smaller scale. Yeah. And the the story alone, you know, it's like primitive, but then it's also the technology advances where you've got like robot animals and stuff. I'm like, yes, I am excited. Give it my that, yeah. Like I can remember when it came out, and I was working um in an outdoor industry, and there's a group of guys who were like, oh, have you seen this? And I was like, yeah. And we all brought like a copy each, and we were just all there. Like we were essentially just doing like a land party, <laughs> but all on each each PlayStations, and we're like getting into it. But I got I got super into it just because it looks insane, even on the original PlayStation. Okay. And I wasn't expecting how 
much the game goes into. I thought it was it was I similar to the newer Assassin's Creeds, you know, where you just follow a story, you get you know this and that, yeah. and then you have this world. But the game has so many different like varies of animals, oh, which are winning me over when you see them for the first time. It's mesmerizing. Ooh. It's incredible. Is- like because you have like these like wide ones, these big ones, and then you have um kind of like how Assassin's Creed again does like the you climb up to a tower and you do the map. Yeah. They have something similar but with an animal. And then obviously you have all these different like the crafting system and stuff, which I love because uh, the more you craft, obviously you can upgrade your bow, you can upgrade your weapons, and the different biomes. Which again, the more you level up, you unlock like uh, you go into like the mountains and then like all this like swampy area sort of thing. It's so cool. And on top of that, the story is actually decent. Ooh. Like you, you get like that was the one thing I heard. I heard the story starts off where you're like intrigued and stuff, and then kind of drops off a little bit. Or there's bits that don't make sense. But I was like, okay, I don't want to know. I'm gonna play it myself, and then I'm gonna come on here and I will rant about what doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm the judge and jury. I think that what it does well is I'm I'm like a big mythology guy. Oh, yeah. And so when it comes to like, oh, like worlds before us and stuff, I think that's what it does really well because it's like, well, why is she... And, th- and this is in the trailer. like, why is she alone? Or why is she sort of like this outcast and stuff? Or like, is this our world or is it like set before? Like sort of like cavemen styles or yeah. is it in the future? But the game tells you all that and the world alone, it's it's so cool because for me anyway, it, it puts like the Last of Us style. Like, you know, when you're going playing through the Last of Us and you have like the buildings overgrown oh, and stuff. Oh, yes. It, it has segments of that, you know, but then obviously the Far Cry stuff with the oh, crafting. No, like, no, no. I think I'm it's excited. a really I'm good excited. game. I will literally tell yeah. you I think. I, I do want to, um, because it's free. It is a long game. It, that's fine. Because it's free. Yeah. It's obviously going to be worth it. So I think if I did write anything or do a video on this, my it wouldn't be is it worth the money it would be is it worth the storage space because that is the big thing for playstation i think is it worth the storage space yeah definitely i have actually got it on pc but i've been kind of waiting until they fix it all probably is now it's been a few months but i've yet to play the dlc for it which is supposed to be like fantastic it's supposed to be like a couple of hours but it it goes on through like the uh like the mountains i think this edition that was free I'll have to check because it might not be true. But I think this edition that was free does have the DLC included. And then the next time I get you on, we can discuss the DLC if we've both played it by then. That just makes sense. It does include the DLC <gasps> because I you get it well? saw a tweet. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I, well, I have it on PC. I just need to re-download it and hopefully it's Fixed. it's there. Yeah. But it is a great game okay. because you get like oh, the additional lore me- like when you walk around and stuff. Honestly, it's so good. I'm excited. Really because good. Because I was genuinely... That was it. The only reason I didn't play it was because God of War was my other choice for £15. And I'm, I'm still glad I went for God of War because of like everything we've said so far. But whenever I've looked up Horizon, I've always just been like, is it that good or is it because it's a new IP that's done well? It's a new IP that isn't bad. But I'm hoping, yeah. you know, said it in the past couple of podcasts now, anytime I talk about games and new games, it's never positive. Besides Ghost of Tsushima or Red Dead 2, it's never anything positive. We talk about the gaming industry, it's pretty bad. I know Horizon isn't new, but it would be new to me. And that would be a really cool positive that I could be like, yes, I played Horizon, this game was really good. The PS4 as a system 
had some really good games because that's one thing I really do believe. I do think the PS4 did really well. It had some cracking games and it means whenever you do play and finish it, you just have to wait less time for the sequel. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Which is all is also a plus. Yeah. I do think you made the right choice by going with God of War Oh, first. yeah. I don't think any game really could convince me otherwise. Like, I just think at the, at the time as well, it was during lockdown and stuff. I just, God of War was the one I needed. <laughs> and there's not many games where I'm like, I don't know if it's perfect, but I don't know if it's not, like in terms of when it came out and what it set out to achieve. I don't know if there is much that it does wrong. Whereas any other game, I'm like, oh, it, it could do this a bit better. It could do this a bit better. But God of War? Yeah. God of War, I can't think of anything really that I think it should have done better. The only critique that I would agree with and what I've seen other people is obviously just the same enemies you see. Like it is varied and stuff. Mm. Obviously you'll, you'll come across, I don't even know if it's a troll, but you remember like the first battle that you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with boy. I agree. You know, they are very. They are, you fight a good few of the similar boss there, and they are not difficult. Yeah, and at like all. the finishing moves are usually the same. Yeah, but it is understandable. But other than that, you know, like they hid the cutscenes and like the loading screens extremely well. Yeah, they did because as like as soon as you start the game, like and you're you're at the tree, and like when you start, I blew um, Catherine's like, mind with that because she obviously again didn't know. I was just like, you're literally this is a loading screen. You won't realize it. But this is a loading screen, and you'll only know because sometimes it takes longer than other. But you're yeah. playing the loading screen, you're walking around the loading screen, there's nothing special about where you are. The only reason it lets you walk around and do nothing is because it's the loading screen. But then obviously later on in the game, they let you fall the off. The amount of times it's... And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, that's cool, because it's like the whole time. Because Catherine did it once where, before that point in the story, and you do just die. So it was interesting that, you know, that they included the loading screen to be integral to the story. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, I think that and The Last of Us and games like that, they mask the loading screens really well oh, I need to, to the point where like, the last of us. a lot of the times where I didn't know it was a loading screen, you haven't completed The Last if of Us. I completed it, I mean, like, my own playthrough. I saw, I when it came out way back when on the PS3, I didn't get it because I can't play horror games for the life of me. I can't deal with things hiding in the dark. I can't do it. <laughs> So I watched people play it and just skipped whenever I got a bit spooked. But I was mainly just listening to the dialogue. And then I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And then I kind of forgot everything about it. Again, got it when it was on sale. I was like, because I knew Catherine would love the story. And I forced myself to play through it at different points, literally bricking it. Because I just can't, I, I don't know what it is. Even though I know it's not real, I know that, you know, it's just a game. I can't do it. And Last of Us is even like scary, but it's it, there's some tense moments. Like the first time you come across a clicker and stuff and you, you sneak, you're trying to sneak or whatever and Joel uses echolocation. It has some scary points to be fair, where you're like, oh, I've, I've only got four bullets and this can kill me immediately. I think my biggest fear of it is like lack of trust in game design. And I, I come across it a couple of times in terms of the AI sometimes bugged where you're like, there's no way they heard me and they just do. And it's like, well, Oh, I nearly did it, you know, I swore. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's just like, screw this. Like, there's no way that heard me. And it just winds, stuff like that winds me up in game. Stealth, that doesn't work. It's such a And then bad you have the AI running around and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it sets everyone and like, off. And you're like, on. I didn't do that. And then you reset the section. Yeah. It's like, I didn't do that. I didn't mess up. The game messed up. Stealth in uh, games is one of those things that I love, but I also despise because if it goes wrong or if I mess up or whatever, I just get upset. I actually just get upset. Because as I agree, growing up, I, agree. I was a fan of Splinter Cell. Yes, I have to keep resetting. Yeah, 
And to the point of my mind, like, you know what? Everyone's going to die. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. This is how it's going to be. If I can do a game where it gives me the option of fighting or doing stealth, I'll at least always try and pick off the majority stealth and then fight the final few. That's the best way stealth is done in games, I feel, because it's like Splinter Cell, it used to be like Splinter Cell 1 was stealth entirely, basically. And even if a body was found by the AI way back at the beginning of the level they set off an alarm and only three alarms could go off and then your whole game was over like of that level even if it was an ai you missed so you didn't know you had to hide the body from them or if it was the body was just its leg was sticking out of a bush and you didn't realize and everything was very clunky because it was ps2 and your guy doesn't run very fast it was just as a tenth game it worked but god it put me off stealth for a long long time yeah especially how bad some of the stealth is now in games yeah well i i always laugh at it because played batman arkham city and arkham asylum the stealth in that isn't even stealth you literally just swing from gargoyle to gargoyle and it you just the, mm-hmm. the ai suddenly loses you and i'm like okay this is a bit too simple there's a there's a yeah. fine line and games that try and do both like come remember is far cry is far cry 3 where they have that whole alert meter when it's like oh they're about to see you they're about to see you they've seen you and then everyone's alert sometimes you can literally just crouch pop up from behind a shelf they'll look you dead in the eye but then as soon as you crouch again they'll be like oh must have been nothing that stuff in, is so stupid it makes me it's laugh so though yeah hitman is very similar yeah, to hitman that is similar. but but because because of like the dumb things you can do in hitman it makes me laugh so much i love hitman i could just re- I, so do I. You'll just run around people and like, huh, what was that? Or you would throw a, you would throw like five coins in a row and they were just like, better go check that out. So I think if we're not even talking about story, because the Hitman story since Hitman Absolution really have just been insane and make like, they're just not, they're so stupid. But the gameplay, I don't think they've ever done themselves a disservice. Like I used to play Hitman Blood Money a lot growing up. Yeah. I love that game. The amount of ways you can do Blood Money and Absolution were like so classic to me. Absolution was like, oh my God, Hitman is still a series that people want. Yeah. And then when they were doing like a reboot. The reboots are good. But even even the last, like because the third one just came out like in January. And like if if you've got the other two, you can like have them all on one game now. Oh, okay. The level designs are amazing. That's what they're about, isn't it? It's all about that. Yeah. Like I've I've played like I'm I'm still going through three, but the first two Hitmen like I've played all the maps and stuff. But like I'll go back to them if I'm doing like an escalation or I just want to play them. Yeah, yeah. And the amount of like challenges and like story missions and then just different areas you can like explore and like outfits yeah. you can do. It's incredible. Yeah, the Hitman, um, the, the first reboot where it's like, I mean, the first level is you basically turn up to, it's like Tony Stark's house on the beachfront and you just, you can go in and you have to go into like his vault or something and you can turn off the alarm. I was just like, this is such a good introduction to a reboot of Hitman that I am undoubtedly, even if I never play it, I'm undoubtedly going to buy this game to support it because this, this is, this is what I remember Hitman to be. It's very true to what Hitman was, even if it still has the same flaws as the older Hitman games. I think it still contains what made those games great. Like, it's not a new game. Yeah, it's not a different game under the same name. It is 100% the same franchise. You could change the... You could even change Agent 47's look and stuff, and you'd go, this is a Hitman game. Like, this plays like Hitman. And I think that's very rare for, like, newer games. It's great how they've kept, like, half serious, because you are a Hitman. You know, that is the problem. But it it is still, still, like, comedic effect. The costumes and stuff, you can just seriously be as stupid as you want it's almost very like uh, dead rising where you can yeah wear whatever. It, it is 
but it doesn't take it away no. from no. what you're doing and who you are and stuff like because you are like being genetically enhanced and what have you but mm-hmm. even even with like it being episodic and like you've had to wait like um until now to like finish the entire story and i wouldn't say i agree with it but the, at least great. the whole content and stuff because i understand why they've made it into three different games because the second one they had like a bit of trouble with the who they were um publishing or working with uh, but obviously they every time a new hitman has came out within this um like new reboot yeah. they've updated it yeah and like they've said oh we're keeping everything the same so you won't notice like a change in the graphics but we have like increased this or we've made this better and stuff so that's cool it is cool I it's wish a they really fun series hitman one two and three yeah because they are the same like you said they are the same thing just expanded upon so like calling them one two and three because then all that means is when they do an actual new one which is going to be really good it's going to be called hitman 4 when really it, there's not really been four of them there's been like yeah, one and been, a half two oh, the, yeah that, for this yeah, one. But yeah exactly. they have said do you know what they're working on next i don't well i might do but tell oh me. so um now this is like the end of hitman for now okay but they have um io um interactive on working on the new james bond Okay, yeah, I did know that. I knew IO Interactive were... Which is very exciting because... I didn't put them with Hitman. I think they would do a great job, especially how they've done Hitman. Yeah. Like, because you do get that vibe anyway. You know, you're like, a guy who can do anything. Yeah, a bit cheesy, a bit like... um, Yeah, a guy who can do anything. He's like the saviour of it all. Goes in with just a pistol, comes out and does whatever's necessary. I, I do like the idea of them doing a James Bond game because it's almost like... Not the antithesis of Hitman, because he, and Hitman's technically not always a bad dude. Our Hitman in general is obviously like a mercenary, whereas yeah. James Bond is, you know. I think James Bond can put you more on disarm. I don't know the Hitman 2 and 3 storylines, but James Bond can be stuff like, you know, jumping on the side of a missile, disarming a nuke, and can go ridiculous level of, you know, saving the world, saving the country, whereas Hitman's more like take out this target or following yeah, a, a trail of Yeah, it's kind of just blood. like... Yeah, this person works yeah, for this company. Yeah. That's really bad. Please James take Bond them out. Is more national security. Let's go and save yeah. the world. It's level Entire stuff. Team, yeah, yeah. You know, cool gadget. That would be exciting. That is exciting. That's, oh. that's, he's like a James Bond is like Hitman and Batman almost in terms of gameplay wise, or Bruce Wayne probably. Hitman and Bruce Wayne. Is yeah, that's a great comparison. That is exciting because the James Bond games grow. We're always. I'm not a big fan of James Bond, but the James Bond games, I'm a big fan of. I loved all of them. Oh, I'm a big fan of both. I love Casino Royale. The original, or the, or do oh you mean the game? No, 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 the the the, the film, the Craig film. Oh, the movie. Oh, the, the oh Craig okay, one, the, yeah. yeah. There's two. There's two Casino Royale. I, I know, Royals, yeah, but, uh, but the Craig one is just. Yeah. I loved it with Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, because I just like. I don't oh, know. Man. I I think I've watched a few James Bonds and I don't hate them. I just can never get into them. But whenever I watch Casino Royale, I'm like, if I didn't know this was James Bond, I'd still really like this film. Like, I just think it's really good. I, yeah. It just excites me. I think it's very stylish. They are, they are so cool. And, like, I, I just want the new movie to come out. Like, COVID's kind of messed yeah. a lot of things up. So I feel like I've missed it in cinema, but I haven't. Yeah, it's yeah, just, I'm you. just waiting. That- um, but no, it, it, it'll, it'll, the James Bond, I hope it's going to be similar to Hitman. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping because it is like an actual like movie and book series, depending we'll get like skins, but, like all the different James Bond. Yeah. Or if they're just going to make their own James Bond. Either way, they're going to battle pass it. Oh dear, no. They're going to do what? Um, 
tier 100 Sean Connery. Yeah, well, they're going to do what... Um, it'd be good if they did what the Arkham Collection do, did, where you can wear, like, the, the 90s animated uh, Batman suit and stuff, and you, it's just a skin. Like, you can just pick yeah. whenever. Yeah. Like, even if... You don't even have to change voice actor. I wouldn't even be bothered if they didn't change voice, change voice actor. But they just had the different skins, so that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, because they added a bunch on Batman. They did. They really did. And it was fun because it was like, God, it's so out of place, but it looks perfect. I didn't I didn't yeah. wear the original, like the, the costume that was designed for that game once when I started playing it again. I just wore every other one. I love skins in games when they're like not free, but they're not part of a battle pass. I look cosmetics are just so Yeah, fun. because it's just for you. Yeah, it was just you a know, nice... It's like, oh, they're paying attention. That was that... speaking of that though. Go on. That's what that's what Spider Man did. Yes. Like coming back Spider-Man's to Spider Man's was a And that great. was a that was a great thing because I remember after I hundred percented it and like my friend was playing for it, I was like, Oh my god, they're adding the original Spider Man yeah. costume yeah. in. And it's like, oh now they're adding um the Tony Stark ones yeah. in. I was like, This is that cool. That was cool, the the, the web it, suit and stuff, like the the Sam Raimi one going into it. Didn't didn't obviously I'd already oh. completed the game, but I went in for an hour just to swing around as Toby Maguire. Yeah. I was like, Yes, I love it. I hate that suit so much, yeah. but I, it's so iconic. <laughs> Do you actually? I just look at it and I go, that is so disgusting. Like, the, the lines on it are yeah. just like, ugh. It definitely is aged. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has. Because I don't... It's I watch those Tobey Maguire films and I love them. But I'm not... Even though it was definitely, you know, my generation and yours, but I grew up on them because I had older brothers. I grew up on the, the 90s cartoon. So where, even when yeah, I was younger... that was cool. I knew that Spider-Man shouldn't have been shooting webs out of his hands. And then they had it in the film. And But it's always disgusted me that he shoots it out of his hands rather than out of yeah. camera. Like, Ew, that is disgusting. Whereas like, some of that, my friends... It, it, it was a weird... But I get why they were trying direction. to you know, make it into like he's a mutant, like show off the mutant vibe of it. And obviously you have to change some things for films, but... X-Men confirmed. Yeah. When I talked to my friends about what? it... They obviously that they didn't watch that cartoon and stuff, so they always knew. When Andrew Garfield went back to the web canisters, they was like, "What sort of stupid thing is that?" I was like, "Spider-Man, as long as I've yeah, known, yeah. has always had that." That was always the argument, wasn't yeah. he? It was like, "Well, he's not. He's like anyone can be Spider-Man." Yeah, then. yeah. and I was like, "No, he's it's still like, designed." It's it. like not no, because if you tried to do that, you would just snap every bone in your body yeah. because of the velocity. Yeah, but we won't get into no, the no, scientifics no, of being Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It's not like I've tried. You know, uh, and I've just set up, you know, tried to jump off a building and web shooters, yeah. but... The Amazing Spider-Man games were not good. They were not good. I never played them, and I'm kind of glad. They were... Uh, I had a friend who did, and he was saying they were okay, but... They were, to be fair, was they, nothing were, on they were okay, and every time the they... When, I think it must have been the second one. I don't think they... No, they couldn't have done a third one. The second one, the first one didn't go down very well, but they, they knew that, and they admitted to it. I can't remember who published them now. So then when the second one... Uh, was coming out they were doing all these trailers these promotional things and showing this morality system and they were like look what you can do in spider-man you know they were trying to be like oh it's like the spider-man 2 game mixed with web of shadows look at all these cool things you can do look how good it looks it just didn't it just did not look like that and like it was like andrew garfield like had adhd he kind of does in the, the amazing spider-man movies but like his character model just didn't stop moving ever. He was constantly just <laughs> moving around in cutscenes while talking. It was so strange. He he really he wound me up. Was that game were they based on the movies? So from what I remember, they kinda were nowhere near like they were similar to uh, the Spider Man two game where okay. it starts off at around the same time period as the movie. 
but then it introduces you know other stuff like Rhino and Mysterio and kind of extends upon it. Ah yes, Rhino, the best villain in the Amazing Spider-Man. Too. Yeah, exactly. It was ugh, that. That's that's something that doesn't exist now, does it? Though, because can you remember like at least like like what I would say like around about 2010, it kind of dropped off. Like when there used to be a movie coming out, there was always, always a, a video game too. Game. Always a movie license. Yeah, I did. It's crazy. I did a report of. on it in university. I did like a five thousand report on movie license games and are they as good as people <laughs> or are they as bad as they get like you know treated and thought about? Yeah, I was like, well, if you want to know more about that, then just ask Ant and you can read it. You know, kill farmer report. Yeah, I'll send you the report. <laughs> it was good because I I got to speak to some people. I spoke to Jamie Fristram, who was the technical director for the Spider Man Two video game. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I got to interview him and have a sit in a. I sat in a Discord with him and spoke to him about the web slinging and how it was working with Sam Raimi and stuff. It was interesting. Oh, and then cool. I spoke to a YouTuber called uh, Mini Me who does who I found through his review of the Cars video game because I loved that game growing up. That was a sick game. Yeah. I remember that. You're right. I don't really know when was the last time we got a movie license game. I think and I think this is because of Marvel in terms of cinema. They've separated their cinematic universe and their game universe that people have kind of realized, okay, the same yeah. company, people are understanding as a concept now, if there's, they don't have to be the same story and the same character. Cause I remember X-Men Origins had a Wolverine game that was pretty good. Yeah. And it was always like, oh, watch the movie, play the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sort of stuff, and you know? I think my main po- point that I came across in the report was the more you limit yourself to trying to only do what the movie does means you've, you've only got a game based on two hours worth of film. And nobody's interested yeah. in a game based on... Because you cut out all the boring scenes in a film, say. Say you cut out all the boring scenes in Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi one, the second one. You cut out all the Mary Jane scenes. That's all of Peter Parker. Yeah, you cut out all of Peter Parker. You cut out all of Mary Jane. You cut out all of Aunt May. You've got three fights, maybe. You can't build a game around And you would that. also cut out Spider-Man 3. I think it's 3? Yeah. The best scene ever where he's like... Oh, he's dancing. <laughs> pay me oh, rent. the pay me rent one when he says, oh, you'll get your rent when you fix this damn door. <laughs> you fix yeah. this damn you door. Can't, you can't make a game. Yeah. We, would, we wouldn't know that, would we? You can't make we? a game around those three fights. Developers were obviously expected to in the time frame that the, the film was also being made because yeah, Jamie Fristron was telling me that when they made the Spider-Man 1 game... They then instantly were like, okay, now we've got to make the Spider-Man 2 game. And Spider-Man 1 to 2 went from a, kind of a linear web-slinging game to a, an open-world Manhattan, New York. And then with Dr. Octopus getting in the film plots and then adding their own subplots in it as well to make it a fully-fledged game in the space of, I, I'll, I'll say two years. I assume it was two years between Spider-Man 1 and 2. It, it's not really possible, especially when the script is still being done and the actors are still doing it. It... it they can't do yeah that seems movie license. very yeah, impossible we think about now how long it takes to make a game yeah i don't know if it's just nostalgia but i remember playing like yeah. cars and like ratatouille and stuff and they were fun cars is fun no cars was fun i i thought about it maybe it's just because i was a kid and but i remember driving backwards on cars yeah you could but turn around and some, you could do the this the mater the yeah, mater style good. i love and that you game. get points I'm trying to think what the most recent movie license game I played. It don't have to have been one that came out recently. But I I think the one that I always go back to is Shrek 2 because it's so difficult. I could not answer that. Yeah. Yeah, you could. That was so difficult. Wait, that was like where you could be four different people, couldn't you? Oh, I Me put too, time because I loved that. it. And obviously as a kid, I love Shrek. And Shrek 2 is like actually my favourite film, unironically. It's so good. <laughs> is it really? The soundtrack in that film is so good. 
I bet people don't take you seriously though when they say that, do they? People don't take me seriously anyway, so I just They're just like, yeah, yeah, mine too. Yeah. But I, I just remember that the last the last fight is against the fairy godmother, like the film. But she's like it's just uh, an end game boss respawner and it just each boss that you fought throughout the game is just an onslaught of them. It's wave after wave of bosses and then she does this stupid attack that basically kills you in one. Frustrating because there was no checkpoint in it, so oh, you just wow. had to fight from the beginning. Oh, stress, stress. I didn't even remember that. Nothing but stress. I've I've quickly just googled like games based on the uh, on films. Yep. Enter the Matrix is a good one. Cars yeah, three, Cars driven three. to win, was one of the last ones. Two thousand and seventeen, along with some runner ups, Planet oh, yeah. of the Apes, Ghostbusters. And then, of course, which I completely forgot about, the Lego games. Yeah, I guess the Lego movie does. Yeah. They kind of do count, depending on some of them. Yeah. You know, like Jurassic World, the Marvel Avengers one, uh, yet the Incredibles one. But I never played that one, so I don't know if it's based on the and movies. And even they kind of realise we have to wait until there's more than one film out before we make a game to tie in with them. Because if there's only one yeah, film Yeah, because it's so limited. Yeah, it's so limited. So they wait till the three of them are out, or they expand upon a comic, or yeah. Because I, I played Enter the Matrix. I literally rewatched The Matrix with someone, and this person I was watching it with had never seen any of them. And I was like, so really, if, we, if you wanted the full story, you'd have to play the first, you'd have to watch the first Matrix film, watch the second Matrix film, play Enter the Matrix at the same time to know what's going on during the second film, and then watch the <laughs> third one. Because Enter the Matrix is a game on PS2 and Xbox, and I think GameCube, that has the cutscenes in it are filmed scenes that should have been in the film but just never were so it follows nairobi and ghost it follows them like the actor and actress and they're fully fledged like movie scenes as the cut scenes they're like fmvs almost they're video files that just play that fill in plot holes for the second film and it's like if you it's so i think good. i've seen funhouse play that it's so good like it's, it's not a great game yeah. but the, the fact that they oh. decided to put like actual live action footage of the film as cutscenes, but like unique live action. Did film. they think you were supposed to be in the Matrix yourself to able to yeah, watch and play that's the what game? I thought. I thought it was quite meta of them to be like, okay, you need to go play this computer simulation to find out what's going on elsewhere. Whilst your alternate body is watching the Matrix and understanding. Yeah, I was trying to explain this to um, this person who I was watching it with, and she was like, how do you know this? Like, they didn't say that, did they? I was like, no, you've not missed anything. I've just played Enter the Matrix where after this scene, Nairobi goes and talks to this person, but you'll never see that conversation unless you play that game. And it's all canon. I, I, it's mind-blowing that they tried to make a trilogy of films with a game. That is, can you imagine if Marvel no, tried that? No, it wouldn't work. And everyone was like, hey, what happened to that Thanos guy? And there's just one person who's like... Oh yeah. my god, that was yeah. amazing because yeah. I played yeah. the game that's of exact, it. That's exactly <laughs> what the Enter the Matrix was. It was like, there's a, in the third Matrix or something, Nairobi believes in Morpheus all of a sudden, whereas the second and first one, it's like, no, she doesn't really. And then she's like, oh, because the Oracle told me something. And it's like, if you watched it, you think, oh, she's just never going to admit what she told her. But you go and play Enter the Matrix, and you can watch them have that conversation. And you're like, that should just be in the film. That's amazing. It's great. Yeah. Is it not in the like, the extended no, cut? Is no, it just... it's just not it's wow. just not in anything. You have to play the game. Or you just YouTube all of the cutscenes from Enter the Matrix. It's brilliant. I hopefully hopefully right. One day this podcast will have whoever has that creative decision for the Matrix so we can find out what 
they were smoking. That's great. I love it. And why that decision? It's a great. It, I think it's a great I just thing. It's sort know? of fun idea of like, well, if you want to find out everything, go play into the matrix. If the matrix didn't do it, somebody else certainly yeah. would have. Yeah. You know. So I mean, props to the matrix. I think it suits yeah, the it matrix better. Suits the matrix. We're doing it. Does because um, I just when when you play it, you're like, okay, it's pivotal in the sense of it makes everything help make sense, but it doesn't follow the main cast. It follows the secondary cast almost. So like. If you don't play it, it's fine. But it, it's interesting to play as uh, people that aren't Neo. You don't play as Neo once in that game. You play as a, another crew. You play as a Nairobi Ghost and the Logos, who are obviously vital to the story. But you only see them three scenes, four scenes in the entire trilogy. It's pretty good. It That's is so cool. funny. I've never um, getting to speak about it because I, 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 I played that game before I'd watched the films. I had no idea what was going on in the game. That might be the one movie series I need to rewatch. Yeah, definitely. Every time I rewatch it, I take something new away. Like, especially as as late. I always like. Yeah. Oh. See a bit of Lawrence, Mister Fish. Brilliant in, in the there. Matrix. He's you know. so good in the Matrix. He's a great actor. He is, but he's in like, is he in CSI or something? And I can never take him serious in that because I've seen him as Morpheus, and I'm like, well, See Morpheus would um, never do he that. He was in that. He was also he was a detective in the Hannibal series. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah. Wait, did he did play um, husband and wife with his actual wife, Gina Torres? Oh, that's a fun good fact. fact. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. the Matrix. What? Great show. Yeah. Watch yeah, that. Definitely. Also features Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, look at that. Part of James Bond series. Look at that. We're wrapping it all up. Just dust all this off. Look at us go. I can't believe where this is ended up because I actually kept thinking this is going to go talking about movies. This is going to become a movie podcast, and it became a movie game podcast. Ty, how did we do that? Absolute ingenuity. Well, I limited myself because I had a list just ready to go. I can imagine. Obviously, I was going to do like I'm going to bring up one last minute. Do you remember that scene in Ted where Mark Wahlberg's like listing off a bunch of names? Yes. It was going to be like that. Yeah, just constantly just going on a lesser cool. Yeah, on on a cool lesser cooler scale. Is that right? Yeah. We'll we'll go with it anyway. Less so cool. English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll less cool? Less yeah. Like. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never been less cool. <laughs> That's it. I just never know. Oh. Well, guys, um, I think we should call that a wrap this week, Ty, unless you've got anything pressing that you want to bring no, up. No, that's, um, that's all good. It is my birthday this <gasps> weekend. I think that's... That's important news, right? That is important to know, yeah, definitely. But everybody needs to know. If you do not get me a present and wish me happy birthday, I will find you. Get to know. I will hunt you down. Six feet away, of course. You're going to lead to another movie quote? I was going to. I was going to. I was going to do the Liam Neeson. But I thought, you know what? We'll save that for another day. Well, thank you for joining me this week, Ty. Thank you for having me on again. Thank you all for listening too. People, yeah, people who listen, please get in touch and let us know what your favourite movie licensed games are or if it's worth me playing Horizon Zero Dawn or not. And I hope you tune in to next week's episode of the AGT podcast. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>